Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hello there. <laughs> I am Carol Ann. This is Matt. Welcome back to another episode of Boozed and Confused. Welcome. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm always confused. Rarely and, boozed. And I often have, confused. I have not been boozed for a long while. The light is at the end of the tunnel for that, but then we've got a whole bunch of other things we got to work with. <laughs> right, right. I keep, I keep thinking of this as like ending soon uh where in reality it's just the beginning yes all right we have a really weird topic today that i didn't know was a thing until i started researching and i happened upon it from something i found on reddit which i feel like is how i find a lot of the weird shit that we talk about but uh before we get into today's topic a few notes (gasps) housekeeping (laughs) always housekeeping housekeeping i'm gonna go through them quick all right the first one we're on all your favorite social media uh facebook instagram and twitter and haven't been super active or as active as i would like um but maybe maybe i'll get better about that but regardless still love um the stuff that you guys send us so please continue to do that and uh, if social media isn't really your thing, that's totally fine. I think we all understand. Um, you can hit us up on email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. Send us some like weird stories, some creepy shit you've encountered. If Bigfoot is your uncle and he's just like terrible to be around on Thanksgiving, we would love to know. Yeah, he always brings like the awkward like political <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um, let's see. Are we on parlor yet? Wh- Are we on parlor? We're not on parlor, nor um will we be. And uh, also I... not on Clubhouse. I'm not cool enough for the Clubhouse. The hell is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is like um it's like people who want to be Joe Rogan trying to do like ted talks oh that's in, like the one a discord channel <laughs> where you're just talking and people yeah. can mm, that's yeah, a weird, weird it's like if radio were the only form of interaction we had and yeah it's like radio but like social media radio yeah no it's weird it's super weird so um i've always said that the kind of person who i feel like is on clubhouse is the people who are on linkedin who write their like LinkedIn statuses and it's literally like one sentence and then two spaces and then another sentence and two spaces just like add the dramatic effect to it and it's like (laughs) I called my brother yesterday he's doing great and like that's the kind of shit that they put on LinkedIn and they try to be motivational so uh yeah no we're (laughs) just sticking with the normal ones the you know yeah i feel like i mean i have a I have, what's it called linkedin i have one yeah you have one everyone has yeah. one yeah 
I haven't logged into that thing in like three months though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on it. You're like, given our differences in professions, I think it makes sense that I'm on it a lot more than you are, but speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be on that thing every single day, <laughs> every single day. Yeah. Okay. Bad timing. Anyways. All right. Uh, the next item is if you like the pod and you want to support us, uh, you don't need to send us money. You can. <laughs> you can if you want. We don't have like a, uh, I was going to say a GoFundMe. You keep no. saying coffee thing, like the buy me coffee thing. Yeah, we don't have a buy me coffee. We don't have a Patreon. We um, have, no, we have a Ninja and we're fine. It, it leaks <laughs> some water sometimes, but overall the coffee's pretty good. I think you can change the buy me a coffee to buy me a beer, but maybe um, we'll do that after the baby is born and we'll see uh, how things go. But anyway, so we don't have any of those. Uh, so if you want to support us and you enjoy the pod, the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review and subscribing or following us on your platform of choice, especially if it's Apple Podcast. And I know I say this every week, um, but it really does make a difference. I promise. It makes a huge difference for your reviews. Um the best part is if you leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, uh, we will send you some boozed and confused stickers for free. We'll send them in the mail. Yeah, you were actually writing letters. Yes. What, like yesterday or something? Yes. Good for you. Yeah. Good so. for you. They don't want to get mail from me. No. 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 They no. don't want that. No. Um, and as long as the review is, I'm not going to tell you to leave us a five-star review. Um, but as long as you just don't tell us to, you know, choke and die, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And the last housekeeping item, what are you drinking today? Uh, this is coffee. It's coffee with some Appalachian sipping cream. Is it the bottom of the, uh, the barrel over there oh it's gone yeah it's gone yeah it's gone it's it, you know it had a very good run it's like pecan mm -hmm. something or other i prefer bailey's yeah i like it simple yeah. or carol ann's whatever it's not we, o'donnell's just, it's it's absolute <laughs> it's absolute trash and it's because they don't use whiskey they use wine yes which is stupid well i so i love aldi and it took a while for Matt to come around to Aldi, but we're there, and that's our regular grocery store. Uh, Bailey's is exceptionally expensive. It's stupidly expensive. It's stupidly expensive. So Aldi makes like a Bailey's knockoff called O'Donnell's. Uh, it's not a great knockoff in Matt's eyes because it's made with wine and not whiskey. Well, also, it tastes like garbage. It tastes <laughs> well, yeah, like garbage was, by itself. That's what I was insinuating. If if you put a splash in a, um, a venti coffee, mm -hmm. which is large, yeah. even though every size at Starbucks means large, and then venti just means 20. Yeah. So it's large, large, 20. And you just put a little is splash in. Is that you, in. Paul Rudd? It's accurate. It's accurate. Besides, <laughs> um, you know um team uh, panera coffee over here yeah yeah free coffee for nine bucks well it's not it's not free it's unlimited freed for nine bucks yeah sure it, no it, it might not be free free but it's you know it's free enough yeah it's free enough i mean nine dollars for an entire month of coffee and it's unlimited to the point where you can go 
every two hours and get a new coffee. And it includes teas, which is kind of nice. Yeah, so. you like those. It's too hot. I do. It's way too hot. Um, what was I going to say? I I judge Irish cream off of the ability to be sipped by itself mm. over ice. Yeah. Carol Ann's tastes 99% just like Bailey's. Yeah. And you can get the big old bottle for the price of one average size yeah, Bailey's. So, Bailey's. boom. There's done. one that we haven't talked about. Kirkland? The Kirkland. The Kirkland one is just as good. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's just as good. The giant bottle is like $20, I think. Whereas like the giant thing of Bailey's is probably like 40 something. Yeah, something like that. I so. don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is that this is neither Bailey's nor Carol Ann's nor O'Donnell's. And it's quite good. It's quite yeah. good. Yeah. We've it got does. some other creams in the fridge. Yeah. Which we have to unplug whenever we record. <laughs> Yeah, and, a little behind the scenes. You know, maybe I'll forget to plug it back in after an hour. Yeah. And then I'll go to get like a beer out of the fridge. and I'll be like, shit. Yeah, it happens. And then I just carry off my day. I plug it back in. Yeah. We don't keep food down here, so it's fine most well, of the time. Tell it to the ants. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. We should get into it. This is a Carol Ann episode. This is a Carol Ann episode. Um, all right. So, yeah, I found... A random thing on Reddit that talked about something called the International Eugenics Conference. And I had never heard of this before, and I thought it was very bizarre and was wondering when the hell this even happened. Right. Uh, it's like April 12th. Um, all the Eugenes in the world meet up. <laughs> shut, shut up. Shut up. Don't you derail this episode. <laughs> it's my it's my only intention, this, this uh, episode. Oh, my God. Okay, so... If you are not familiar somehow with the concept of eugenics, we'll kind of give an overview of that before really getting into this like international eugenics conference because um, it it just helps give, I think, a little bit of context and backstory, especially around like what else was happening in the world at Correct. that time. Correct. Uh, I can yeah. I can take this part. Yeah. Okay, I got go this ahead. part. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, well, <laughs> why? When like a mommy and a daddy <laughs> get you know, have a baby, the store comes. Yeah, yeah. Mommy and daddy make lists of names they want. Yeah. And if mommy is drunk yeah. when they're deciding, you get Eugene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's how Eugenes are born. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they don't just come out and they're 45. Okay, so I thought you were being serious, so I'll just... Gotcha. I'll just take this Gotcha. Back. It's deadpan. So, it's, this is one of my life skills. <laughs> If anyone needs to hire a like a deadpan, like can't tell if they're joking person, yeah. any profession really, yeah, look me up on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I you, have really good headshots. You have headshots. really versatile skills. I, you know, very talented. Yeah. All right. So, eugenics beliefs are incredibly controversial for pretty good reasons. Um, the TLDR is that it basically involves saying like this person, based on X, Y, Z traits, is more worthy of continuing life in the future than you know, and like having a continuing lineage uh, than like these other people based on their ABC traits. You know, so that's like a very broad description. Um, yeah, and it's not it's not a new concept by any means. Like not even from the last few centuries. Um, Plato actually talked about eugenics, um, 
did not use the word eugenics because that's a little bit more modern, but the idea of like selective breeding uh, is something that goes back to like 400 BC. Yeah, I think he called it platonics. Actually, like platonics. Um, also, you see Plato when I was little. What is happening? Why are you doing this in this episode? <laughs> so. I woke up and I chose dad jokes and violence. It's like chaotic good. Yeah, I'm doing this for the for the oh five star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an iTunes account, but yeah. if I did, I would totally give everybody five star reviews. Well, I found out how to do that finally. I felt so bad because some people in our pod fam were leaving us reviews and uh, we are an Android household and I finally figured out how to leave reviews on iTunes. So iTunes and Apple Podcasts, whatever. Yeah, so. I'm sure when you leave a like a review, I'm sure like they force you to say like left on some ugly stupid (laughs) android phone yeah um all right back to eugenics uh so in modern history the discussions and actions around eugenics um were kind of like kick-started maybe um under teddy roosevelt so like the government created a hereditary commission in 1906 and the sole purpose was to investigate quote, all proper means, end quote, of influencing um, heredity to better the human race. I did not know that this was a thing. I think this is maybe something that was left out of my my history class <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an inconvenient truth. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of gets worse from there. So um, the entire idea that they had for this, like, commission – Uh, was that it aimed to increase, quote, families of good blood and discourage the vicious elements in the crossbred American civilization. Uh, And the commission was also told, basically, to study if they could, like, evolve a new kind of, like, human being, basically. Like a superman? Uh, Not like a superman, like... uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to struggle with this episode because I think so much of eugenics is based in like white supremacy. Mm. Um, <laughs> that mm. not like a Superman, but like a like an Ubermensch, <laughs> like an Ubermensch. Yeah. So I'm not going to get super deep into the history of eugenics in the U.S. because at least not in this episode, because I feel like it's very deserving of its own episode. So maybe that's something we'll do in the future. But um, in the early 1900s, the U.S. had more than like a dozen states that enacted these eugenics laws that like allowed these states to perform like sterilizations of the population, like forced sterilizations, which is nuts to me. Again, had no idea that this was a thing. Never in America. (laughs) Yeah, no, never. Um, So a really uh, good example of this is Wisconsin. So in Wisconsin in the early 1900s, they had this eugenics, yeah, very close to home. They had this eugenics law and they forced um, sterilizations on 15 men and 61 women who were inmates in prison and they were forced into these procedures. And from like from from the people that this was forced on you think like maybe like inmates like maybe there are serious offenses like committing rape or child molestation or something like that i know that's like a you know like castrations of of people who are rapists and and child molesters is like something that always comes up whenever you hear a, a horrific news story 
Uh, but no, some of the shit that these inmates did was just like, oh, this guy, he stole hams for his family from the store. So we sterilized him. Shaking so. my head right now. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Yeah. So um, that that happened. Some states, you know, found it like unconstitutional. I think like Oregon was one of the first ones to say like, oh, guys, this is maybe kind of fucked up. Um, but I think one of the most obvious cases from modern history would be World War II and Nazi eugenics. Nazi eugenics, again, I think deserves its own topic episode. But um, I don't want to have too many eugenics episodes. We could do a month of <laughs> eugenics. I really don't want to make this a common uh, thing. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, what? Do you think we can call in an expert like a Zoom call, can his name be Eugene? No. And just, no, no, we're not doing this. No. So, <laughs> uh, in my personal opinion, I think eugenics is a terrible idea, uh, and it's a really, really slippery slope. It's, it's like a very slippery dance between, like, uh, humanitarianism mm -hmm. like taking humans as as what they are and like kind of like a general like we all have like a baseline uh need for like respect and you know be, being accepted as 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 humans yeah but then there's the other side of the coin which maybe call it like the science side mm -hmm. where there's definitely things in in humanity that could essentially be eradicated with this like selective breeding thing right but once you put humans in that category you're guilty of like dehumanizing yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it's a super i yeah if you're a bastard and yeah. you don't care about the quality of human life <laughs> yeah. or respect of human life yeah. then yeah yeah and i kind of bring this up in in a little bit but it's also like who is the person who dictates like what the quality of life standard should be you know what i mean it would probably be like elon musk yeah. and bill gates <laughs> daddy and, mossy yeah yeah um so yeah kind of like what you were saying is like there are arguments that eugenics could be used for very loose quotes positive effects <laughs> like eradicating certain diseases or disabilities or hair colors or <laughs> no i love your ginger hair all right I played a guy. This in, is why we got married. <laughs> look, I played a guy in Rocket League the other day with Joe and Tim, and this guy's uh, gamer tag was "kill all gingers." <laughs> he probably didn't mean you, though. He probably meant like all of them except you. I want to say we lost the game. Yeah. But after every goal I scored, I was like, "This goal was for Ron Howard. Yeah. This goal was not for Carrot Top. We don't yeah. accept Carrot Top. No, no, no. But for all the redheads." And then I called him a xenophobe, and then I reported his <laughs> gamer tag as hateful. You're not wrong. So, um, a good example, I guess, of, I don't know. I don't even know if I would say it's a good example. Uh, something like a modern topic that's been talked about a lot um, is Iceland and Down syndrome, for example. So, if you haven't heard of this. Um, I've not there are certain like very conservative religious groups who say that Iceland is participating in eugenics 
um, and essentially eradicating people with Down syndrome through this selective breeding, right? And so there's been a lot of misinformation, I think, spread um, around the story, so much so that the government of Iceland even put out like a clarifying statement or release or something. Um, but the, the TLDR is that Iceland has these incredibly low rates of women who give birth to babies with Down syndrome. Um, but it's, it's nothing to do with like a government mandate. The government doesn't force you into prenatal genetic testing. It's entirely up to the pregnant woman to do the testing and then make the choice herself. And the reason is, um, you know, women do have the choice for these genetic screenings when they are pregnant. And about 80 to 85 percent of these pregnant women opt for these genetic tests. And of those who do the testing, only about um, 15 to 20 percent who are informed of a higher probability of the fetus having Down syndrome choose to keep the pregnancy. And because they do these tests and it's such a low rate of women who choose to keep the pregnancy, there's only about two to three kids born in Iceland, like the entire country, every year um, who have Down syndrome. And this is like a trend over the past decade or so. So if you've seen news articles that are like, Iceland has eradicated Down syndrome, it's not, it's not like they've cured Down syndrome and, you know, I, I say cured in loose quotes, like that's uh, like a topic uh, headline that I did see when I was researching this. but. It's, it's the woman's choice to say, I did the testing, this is not something that I wish to continue with, and then terminate the pregnancy. Yeah, they didn't cure anything. They're just, they're just not having kids. They, yeah, if they find that there's like a higher probability, basically, that the fetus could have Down syndrome, they terminate the pregnancy. Matt's <laughs> nose is very flared right now. Um so, all of this to say, the concept of eugenics has such a stronghold in, like, the early 1900s that they make, like, a fucking conference about it. And, I like, the idea of this was so baffling to me because I, I obviously think eugenics is a crazy idea. But there were enough people in the 1900s that were like, yeah, let's, let's basically make this, like, a Comic-Con and all get together <laughs> Because we're all really into the idea of eugenics. And so uh, they have these like three international eugenics congresses that take place between 1912 and 1932. And it's really just like a bunch of politicians and scientists and like community leaders or social leaders getting together um, to talk about how they can make the human race better. Continuing into the early 20th century. Um, very strange. So the first Congress happens in July of 1912 in London. And the British Eugenics Education Society invites everybody down for some tea and some light conversations about eugenics. Oh, my. Light, light conversation. Very light. Um, and I also got a chuckle because the British Eugenics Education Society... Um, specifically calls itself that so that it's not confused with other eugenics education societies. They made sure that the British part was attached. So another fun fact, 
It was actually renamed the Galton Institute in 1989. I was alive then. So recent. I was alive. Um, but while it was under the original name, published the scientific journal that was dedicated to eugenics up until 1968. I wasn't alive yet. No. And it was called the Eugenics Review, which is a very clever name. <laughs> um, but they changed their name because, shockingly, uh, after World War II, eugenics had a very negative public sentiment. Uh, no, it's like, oh, we're not Nazis, baby. We're, we're British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're not much the better. baddies. We're not the baddies. We're, we're not much the better baddies. than that. So, uh, like, 400 people get together for this first one, and the, the guest list is, like, star-studded, if you want to call it that. I don't know if that's, like, a good way to phrase it, but um, they basically call these people, like, influencers. So, the influencers included Leonard uh, Darwin, who's the son of Charles Darwin, which feels very fitting, um, Winston Churchill, first lord of the British Admiralty and Lord Alverstone, um, the Chief Justice, Arthur Balfour, as well as ambassadors of Norway, Greece, and France. I don't know anything about Charles Darwin's family. Um, I'm going to assume that Leonard was some kind of wannabe scientist. Leonard sounds like a nerd. Um, I feel like it's like, oh, you're, you're parent was this wonderful scientist i'm sure you will be one too it's kind of like when athletes uh, yeah. who are like dominate a sport for 15 years have a kid and the kid's like, like oh i i really like books <laughs> i think i'm into chess <laughs> yeah um just you're trying to get the name out there yeah it's like a name thing yeah exactly so darwin presides over this first congress and opens up with talking about how the, quote, introduction of principles of better breeding procedures for humans would require moral courage, end quote. What a fucking way to set the stage, I think. I think it could be this really clever group name, like introduction of principles of better breeding procedures. No, it could be like the, the IPBBPH. I I'm never going to remember that. I P B B P H. That's it's everything sounds too close. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the I P B B P H. Yeah, it's like when I'm Rolls trying off the tongue. When I'm trying to spell banana and I sing the Gwen Stefani song in my it's head. The only thing that works. Um, Otherwise you're like banana yeah. or bananana. <laughs> How many nanas are there? Uh, so Bleeker von Wagenen, uh, that's a name, that's a name, um, presents this information about like American sterilization laws and uh, propagated compulsory sterilization as the best method to cut off, quote, defective germplasm. Hmm. So it's so strange, like reading this stuff out loud in 2021, because it's like that kind of stuff really grosses me out. But back then, like, did they think this was like cutting edge science? They also thought that we'd be in, like, rocket cars by now. Yeah. We, we, we ruined that a long time ago. I'm going to blame GM for that. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So uh, Darwin uh, closes things out. You know, the conference is only, like, five days or so. So they close things out. And Darwin compares eugenics as the practical application of the principle of evolution, which I... Uh, 
He's just reading his dad's notes. <laughs> All right, you're not Charles Leonard. Lenny. <laughs> um, and apparently everyone had such a good time. They were like, let's do this again. So they come back for a second conference. And uh, the second Congress gets together in 1921. And this time they're not across the pond. They are in New York. And uh, it's presided by Henry Fair- Fairfield Osborne. Uh, and Alexander Graham Bell actually was the honorary president. So, like, again, there are some names. I, I think the part about this that creeps me out is there are so many names that you recognize and you know from, like, other pieces of work, mm-hmm. you know, that they've participated in. But, like, nobody tells you everybody's super into, like, eugenics. <laughs> yeah, it's a phone guy. So... Very strange. Um, And this one had a bit of an expanded guest list. So they had people not only from Europe and North America, they also had people from Latin America and Asia. And Major Darwin is the major guest speaker and uh, like advocates that eugenic measures that, uh, you know, need to be taken include like elimination of the unfit you know, loose quotes, uh, the discouragement of large families in the ill-endowed uh, and the encouragement of large families in the well-endowed. Yeah, this is that slippery fucking slope that we were talking about. So instead of being like, maybe this could be used for good, like Darwin basically gets up there and he's like, fuck the poor people. <laughs> And uh, we should make sure that only the wealthy people can have kids. This is sounding kind of like that movie Idiocracy. Yeah, a little bit. Only I liked Idiocracy because it was a human story and it's not. um, When you have the wealthy determining anything, you know, eat eat the wealthy, eat them. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of say that's my interpretation. You could maybe interpret well-endowed as, as not just monetary, but other things as well. But I have an interpretation that I'm not yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just leave that there. Um, and something, like, super weird that comes out of this second conference, besides the fact that everybody uh, is, like, a raging hard-on for eugenics, is this statue that's made by Jane Davenport Harris and it's put on exhibit during the Congress, and then it comes back for the third one. But it's called The Average Young American Male. And the statue is pretty much like, uh, I don't know. Okay, so so pretty much what she did is she takes the body measurements of like 100,000 white U.S. Army recruits. And uh, it's supposed to be like a visual representation of like how the, the white male body... <laughs> Uh, would kind of like go downhill over time <laughs> um, if they didn't take eugenic measures. Okay, well, I, I, I very cautiously Googled this, and all I see is a ween. <laughs> all I see is a ween. <laughs> and I'm going to burn my laptop now. So, yeah, maybe, maybe Google it uh, not on a work laptop <laughs> or while you're at work, but... Um, yeah, super weird. And uh, I don't I don't know. Very strange. There's I'm another than this guy. I like like muscularly. I'm I'm this guy is weak. This guy's weak. How tall is he? How tall is a statue? 
I don't know. What are you, a girl on Tinder? How tall are you? <laughs> Look, if you're not 5'11", you ain't nothing. I'm, I'm 5'11 oh and a half, God. but I'm, I'm still going to say I'm six foot. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, statue is super weird. Um, but He's very weak, and his hair's stupid, and he has no beard. He's weak. I don't think you're allowed to have beards in the military, are you? Supposed to be clean shaven. Well, in Black Ops, you had a beard. Yeah, I don't know that that's realistic. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, everyone had such a good time at the second Congress. They come back for a third time. Everybody comes back on into New York, uh, but in this time it's like 1932. And Henry Fairfield Osborne makes another appearance. And he, like, kind of opens things up. And he pretty much emphasizes, like, birth selection over birth control as the, quote, method to better the offspring, which is, I I don't know, disturbing, maybe? <laughs> um, and it kind of gets weirder from there. So F. Ramos is a representative from Cuba proposes that like immigrants should be carefully checked for harmful traits and suggested deportations of their descendants if inadmissible traits would later become apparent. So like if you found something out, you come here when you're like 15 uh, and they're under the impression that you're like, you know, checking all the boxes and then you're 30 and something happens and they're like, wait a second, you gotta go. You got to go. You you can't have kids here. Absolutely not. I feel like unless the people who are running this are also like fit of peakness, like premier genetics, who the hell are they to judge this besides being able to pay for it? This, well, right. Uh, it's yeah. So I got, lot, I got a lot of problems with this. So speaking of uh, uh, being in your prime, Major Darwin at this point is 88. <laughs> You got to get rid of him. You, I'm can't. sorry. I'm sorry, Major Darwin. Yeah. You're out. Yeah. He can't make it. So sad. Um, but he sends this report and it's presented by a man named Ronald Fisher. And in this report, Darwin basically predicts like civilization's downfall or doom uh, unless they implement these eugenic measures, basically. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... There was never a fourth Congress that happened. Uh, so all of these meetings are happening under like the organization that they're part of. Um, the organization has two other international meetings in 1934 and 1936, um, but they were not officially part of the eugenics mm -hmm. Congress or conference. So, yeah. Um... You see, you see now, and you fast forward to like 2020. Uh, you got a lot of angry guys carrying tiki torches, saying yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't replace us. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, I'm pretty sure if there were some like official council that would deem someone worthy of reproduction, which is a, a ridiculous concept to begin with. Out of all those tiki torch carrying fellows which by the way they ruin tiki torches yeah we we cannot have tiki torches Gaudy i can't go to menards anyways. and buy no a tiki you, you go to menards and you're like <laughs> if i get seen walking too far with this yeah exactly I, I might i might be in trouble here yeah half of those slobs would be 
sent out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, you know, the, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going <laughs> to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. There, there are a lot of things that I would like to say that I feel like is maybe a slippery slope in and of itself. But I mean, that's kind of why I was saying, I feel like so much of eugenics is based in white supremacy, at least the way that we understand it today. <laughs> well, can I just, as a white person, yeah. I'd like to... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it's it's fucking crazy to me that um, there are people, and there are absolutely people who still believe this today. Um, we haven't even really scratched the surface of, um, you know, eugenics in other countries, for example. When I say, like, eugenics, I, I believe is based in white supremacy. Uh, I believe that a lot for the United States, maybe some European countries. Um, but there are other countries who have dabbled in eugenics like china for example Mm -hmm. um that again deserves an entire episode in and of itself but uh very slippery slope i'm just not gonna get on the ride yeah i'm just no it's one of those things where like i could i could go down the rabbit hole and then it's like how far is too far you know i think it's it's being too far once you've determined that someone is unworthy of yeah part of the human experience yeah yeah i think that's the point i think it might be worth you know allowing uh, families parents people to explore their own genetics and to understand that hey i might be in for this this or that and then provide aid rather than just saying nope you're nope that's it. I guess like in a way, like Hitler's grandkids kind of eugenics themselves, didn't they? They they intentionally chose to not yeah. carry on the, the lineage and yeah. for that <laughs> I'm grateful. Yeah. But um yeah, you know, with with the advancements of, of technology and the science, you you can do a lot of really, really amazing things to to help humans this is not one of them well remember one thing that i wanted to bring up and completely forgot about until right now um where was that doctor based out of where he performed an operation or like changed the genetic makeup of two embryos is that china yeah 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 i think it was china yeah so again like very slippery slope like you could potentially i mean like that kind of technology could be used to eradicate hiv and aids in the future but then it's like how far does it get taken and that goes with with any types of advancement in technology yeah exactly you know at at what point is things like uh, access to internet gonna be you know simply in an external device like a cell phone Mm -hmm. you know at what point will it become part of our bodies i'm waiting i absolutely (laughs) not there's a fantastic book called feed all about this all about this the ending's kind of stupid and doesn't really make sense but it's it's a really cool book in the first place um same thing goes with like how far can we go with um ai Mm -hmm. 
you know, there's the question of could we versus should we? I mean, personally, I've seen the movie AI. I've seen Terminator. I don't want to get messed up by a bunch of AI. Even like Battlestar Galactica is a really good example. That's yeah, best. I don't want to get my series. ass beat by some Cylons. <laughs> best series. I, a, as someone who is not a Cylon, I can confirm that I would also not like to be gotten by Cylons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, I say everyone just read a book, <laughs> talk to your loved ones, go for a walk in the forest, eat uh, some cheese. Just like yeah. enjoy the simple things. Yeah. <laughs> you cheese eaters. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually craving cheese sticks right now. Oh, I'm going yeah. to go upstairs to the fridge and eat some of those habanero cheese sticks from Aldi, yeah. Yeah. which are a very reasonable price. They are. Yeah, yeah. of course they are. Uh, but I think that about wraps it up for today's very light conversation on eugenics. Um, I hope that you found it interesting in the sense that like maybe – uh, you'll do a little bit of research, look at some other parts of this that, you know, are potentially also new to you in the way that they were new to me. Um, and definitely go look up a picture of the average young American male statue by Do it on incognito <laughs> by Jane Davenport Harris. Um, just to like understand really how weird shit got back in the day. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. But then again, I'm an above average American male, so <laughs> so there. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, little chat. And uh, we'll see you all next week or at least new episodes every Monday. Yeah, I enjoyed this. It was, it was great. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you next week, and we won't be talking about eugenics. Yeah, I'm going to take me and my ginger self yeah. uh, into the garage. I'm going to mow the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm not even like – Five feet tall. I'd probably also be on the you list. You wouldn't make the cut. No, not at yeah. all. Neither would I, though. Oh. All right. Well, see you guys next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.